In no way is the information provided in this podcast meant to be a substitute for psychological treatment. If you require psychological services, it is your responsibility to seek out the attention of a mental health professional. 24-7, The Working Parent Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by the Psychology Foundation of Canada in partnership with Workplace Strategies for Mental Health, an initiative of the Great West Life Centre for Mental Health in the Workplace. We recently conducted a survey with working parents with the goal of better understanding their everyday challenges in order to help find ways to support them as they juggle parenting and work life. The results from this survey, along with an outpouring of questions sent to us by parents in the workforce across Canada, will shape the discussion of this podcast. Hi, I'm Kyle Naranya and a dad of a one-year-old as well as a working parent, and I'm happy to be the host of 24-7 The Working Parent Podcast, which was created to provide tips and strategies to address the challenges of working parents from all across Canada. Welcome to our listeners and our psychologists. Today I am joined by... Hello, I'm Dr. Esther Cole. I am currently in private practice and I work with children, adolescents and families, and previously I supervised many teams of psychologists in education. I am an author of numerous publications, all related to education and parenting and how to help children and adolescents. And most importantly, I'm also a mother of two adult children and am privileged to have four rambunctious grandsons. Hello, uh, my name is Dr. Robin Alter and I am a child clinical psychologist. I've been in practice for many, many wonderful years, and um, I've tried to make it a point of learning from all of the families and children that I've worked with all these years. I um, am the author of uh, a couple of books on anxiety, um, one to help parents, anxiety and the gift of imagination, and one for kids uh, called the Anxiety Workbook for Kids. And I am a step uh, parent, stepmother, and I have, uh, uh, I'm also a grandmother. Welcome and thank you again for joining us. We've received a lot of questions from parents, so let's get right into it. Charity asks, I have recently just gone back to work full-time after taking my 18-month maternity leave. I'm having a very difficult time being away from my baby and can't get over this feeling that I'm being a bad mom and that I'm harming my baby by being away from her. What can I do to stop? feeling like this. Well, congratulations, Charity. You had an 18-month maternity leave. <laughs> there are many places in the world, many women in the world would be very happy with that. But uh, rest assured, you know, um, I think that's a long time to be with your baby and, and obviously it's hard now to be away from her. And those are very normal feelings and I think most moms would feel exactly that way. But you, you really have nothing to feel guilty about. Um, in fact, um, the research shows that you know children who um, you know working moms, the children of working moms actually do better in the long run than children who um, stay at home for long periods of time and who mothers who work in the home. They're more resilient. They're more independent. They have more assertiveness and more self-confidence. So, you know, in, in the long run, you're actually helping. But in the meantime, how to help you with those uh, guilt feelings, which can be pretty intense. Um, you know, try not, you know, first of all, guilt is something that we feel when we've done something wrong. 
and this is not you're not doing anything wrong in this situation um, and um, it's a sign that you care about your child that you're attached to your child you know that you have a good attachment which is why you're now feeling these uh, negative feelings so you know it sometimes helps just to reframe it that way and um, give yourself some time <laughs> you know the longer you um, manage this feeling I'm sure it you know it will um, you know will get much less and less and yes and I think that because you are exactly going through a transition back to work 18 months to spend with such a precious gift to yourself and to your family called my baby and to go back to work is very uh, challenging uh, on many levels I'm sure so I think it's important for you to say to yourself this is a transition period and no I'm not going to be able to do exactly what I did when I was with my baby for 18 months at home but I think that what I can say to myself is that I, uh, I if I'm a single parent or a dual, uh, dual, dual family kind of situation or a dyad or any combination, the person who's taking care of my child when I'm away is a person that I trust and that I chose and I have control over that. So how often you check in might vary. At the beginning you might check in more more times a day than, than later on. But think about it as a transition. The other thing you can do to make yourself feel um, less burdened by guilt is to make sure that when you come home uh, no, you're not going to be able to do everything the same way but what you can say is for the next week or for the next month I'm going to spend more time with my baby because I'm reassuring myself and my baby that nothing really changed and our attachment is the same. And other things can fall by the wayside. I might not make an elaborate meal or I might not do the laundry as often as I want to or straighten things around as often as I want to. The other thing that we don't do enough is remind ourselves, particularly in two-parent families, that uh, although you are on maternity leave and maybe you're in a situation where the other parent was not taking part of paternity leave or maternity leave, whichever the case may be, what is important is that you share your feelings and see what kind of help you can receive from the other person for a period in a different way. Well, and to make sure that the, like, whether, because it, it could be either way, because with it could be correct. paternity or maternity, yes. to rest assured that if you've left that child with somebody you trust, mm -hmm, precisely. that, like Dr. Alter mentioned, that there's there the harm is something that shouldn't be the worry if they're with somebody you feel comfortable with. That's because right. if the studies show that working parents, specifically if the studies are showing, could, with this case with being charity and a mom, that That's th you are benefiting your child as opposed to... That's so right. It's, but it's got to be that internal feeling of being away that's is correct. something that's going to take time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it will get better. Next question comes from Reagan in Manitoba. My eight-year-old has been feeling overwhelmed with her schoolwork lately. Whenever we try to sit down and tackle her homework, she gets panicky and complains her stomach hurts and sometimes even starts crying. I think her course load is stressing her out and I don't know how to help. So we've talked a bunch about stress, and yes. this seems to be this so much happening, it's causing physiological distress. That's right. So what kind of strategies could they use, or the other questions 
that we've had already be used by them. And it's important to say that the child uh, is having it now when things can be done early on, because every year there's an assumption that children can handle more independent behaviors around homework, around their own decision to learn. I think what, what is important is your child says that learning how to learn is on your own is not so easy. And the, work home, the word homework, as we have experienced many, many times, those of us who are on, on the lecture and, and the talking and the communication style um, information is that it's such a familiar word that we don't stop to say to our child, why do teachers give homework? What is it about? Um, and the same child doesn't have an opportunity, not did you do it, but what do you have to do today about it? But what is it? Why is it important? And it's not a question of lecture, or it's not important to try and say, when I was your age, uh, I, I didn't have A, B, and C, or I had A, B, and C, but to actually think together. Because if you realize that your child doesn't know why it's given, sometimes it's a good idea to have a meeting with the child and the teacher and say, Mr. or Mrs. So-and-so teacher, can you please explain why is homework given? Even if there was a class discussion, all it does is alarm bells in my child's head that the body then reacts in a very unhealthy, stressful manner. So once you have this discussion, then it's a lot easier. The other thing is that when the child is having these reactions and you are stressed about their stress and the homework needs to be done as if the report card is shared between you and your child, sometimes there are parents who are the ones who receive the report card really because of the quantity of help that they want to provide. I think it's really important to do small steps such as, okay, I hear you, I understand, can you please tell me, and this pile of things you have to do, whether it's a project or whether it's a few math questions, how is everybody learns differently? What should we start with? Uh, you want to start with the hardest or with the easiest or with the in-between? Also for each one, let's segment it. So for example, if I have to do 10 math questions, I like to suggest sometimes for parents who need it, take a highlighter, say to the child, how many questions do you want to do first and show me and then we'll go to the next box when you're ready. Would that help make it seem more bearable than the mountain Abs that you'd be absolutely, approaching? Absolutely, because otherwise I have all this mountain to climb every single day. I'm at the bottom. I just came home from school. I didn't have enough time to distress. And then this is seen as more important than anything. So some children are saying, I come, all I do, I come home, whether it's true or not, is I do homework. I go to my tutor or I go to do X in uh, recreational, then I eat dinner, then I go to sleep, then I start all over again the, the same the next morning. So it's a question of if you are looking at homework as if I'm my this lowly student standing at the bottom and looking up the mountain and saying, how quickly can I zoom up to the mountain, then your stress is just going to feed on their stress. So Dr. Cole, do you think it would be helpful to even take some of those things off their plate, for example, to say, uh, I don't even want you to think, because we can think about all the things we have to do at the same time, but we can't do all the That's things correct. we have to do. So if we actually help them by saying, okay, A, B, and C, I don't even want you to think about that. You're not doing that right now. You're just doing D. So that, get out of your mind, and you're just going to do this one thing. Which is <laughs> why... one thing we can manage. That's right, which is why I said, 
you are in the driver's seat, you prioritize what you like to do first. There are some children who like to do the hardest first and get it out of the way. Then there are some children who are saying, no, I want to do these very simple things. Some parents are saying, okay, and let's decide to build in little breaks in between. And, and that also helps. So um, the other thing is when you get stressed, we have to learn how to de-stress. And you know, some psychologists have very wisely said that stress is our passport to having an interesting life, right? So you can't have an interesting life without some stress. So the fact that your eight-year-old is getting stressed by this, maybe it's a good time to learn how to manage stress and how to de-stress. So we can calm ourselves down, we can take deep breaths, we can listen to music, we can go for a walk. There are many ways that we can get rid of the immediate stress and then we're in a much better position to come back and actually do the work. And you can just make sure that you are not stressing yourself and your child by saying to your child, give permission to say, it's okay to come back to school tomorrow and say, I did all these questions, but there are two that I didn't understand and my mom or dad said, it's okay to leave them so that you can help me with them. Thank you for tuning in. For more information and tips, go to www.psychologyfoundation.org or www.workplacestrategiesformentalhealth.com and tune in next time to hear more helpful advice from our psychologists. 24-7, The Working Parent Podcast.